J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday morning, Erev Pesach. Well, earlier I mentioned the uh, list of people that I wanted to thank, and I did thank them. Uh, so many uh, staff and volunteer involved with the Nahum Siegel Network. And I mentioned again, as I said a couple of times this week as we were going through the schedule, that I bet you Matis is going to be doing Sunday morning show, even though it's uh, Chol Hamoid. And uh, sure enough, I basically have confirmed what I had thought. <laughs> Uh, wishing him a Chag Kasher V'Sameach and welcoming him to JM in the AM. Good morning, Matis Weingast. Good morning, Nachum Siegel. Good Arviyantov. How are you? You sound good, Baruch Hashem. <laughs> Beliai and Hara, you sound good and healthy, and I hope the family is the same. Yeah, thank God. Before I got on the phone with you, I put on a mask. So, you know. <laughs> You're really taking it to the nth degree, huh? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Never too cautious, Matis. Never too cautious. Well, well, they say to, to you know just go on with your normal life as best as you can. So the normal life right now is to wear a mask <laughs> right. when you're talking with someone. That's true. Crazy. You know, I thought it's, it, it, it's interesting. You know, this is the time of year, obviously, that we used to have our uh, WFMU fundraising marathon. And I was saying yeah. to myself, I don't know how we would have handled that with people walking in and out of the building and being together. I mean, at some point, we'd have to have closed it down, I assume. I even thought, it's funny, you know, I, I did this exercise in my mind. At one point, I got to the point where, where you, and I don't even know if you would have agreed to this. The truth is that, you know, at our age, it probably wouldn't be a smart thing to agree to. But I said it, it basically would be me and you in the building. It would be me in one room, you in the other, and, and encouraging people to just donate by the Internet because it would be impossible to answer the phones. Right. Well, first of all, First of all, uh, it has nothing to do with our age because I'm young. I don't know about you, but, you know, no problem with me. Second of all, it would have been you on one floor and me on another floor. By the the way, by the way, the way I'm just going – I mean, I can't believe I'm doing this, but the way I'm going through this in my mind, the truth is you could have been at home and done it with me. You actually could have been on the phone, and you probably could have gotten all the info, you know, remotely, which I'm sure they were set up for, you know, this year because they had no choice. That's funny. The truth is really – Really, we could have brought, yeah. and I and I probably could have been here. So the truth <laughs> is, the truth is, I just I just solved the whole problem that we don't have. <laughs> well, if you recall, two things: one, one is the first time you did a fundraiser on the network. I was home and right. uh, helping on that. That's right. But but bringing back to what Rabbi Goldwasser said, and uh, you know, for your father and the esteem and memory of your father. Uh, you know, we did, <laughs> you know, we did shut down the marathon. That's that right. That year, the marathon got completely shut and restarted two weeks later. And Baruch Hashem, it was, it was fine. And yeah. life will continue now also. That's true. And yes, I'm going to do a Sunday morning show because I enjoy doing it. And, and live. Not- we, have, we have to stress you're going to be live. Right. Not like I have anywhere to go. <laughs> and we should, well, a lot of people like waking up later these days, frankly, but all right. True. But the truth is True. that um, the truth is that you enjoy doing it live, and it's a great presentation. And I think, and I think after all the rest that hopefully people will get on Shabbos Holomoid, they're going to be a very early Sunday morning just waiting for some great live program. They, they, <laughs> a lot of people, especially the people who are alone, unfortunately, just want to hear a live voice in our community, and you'll be able to do that early Sunday morning. Right, right. I, I, I'm thinking that maybe we would have uh, a, uh, a segment where people will text us and tell, tell me how long their stay there took and how long it would have taken. <laughs> and by the way, it's funny you say that because, of course, this has been a discussion in my home. Um, there are starim that are normally long, as you just indicated. Obviously, if someone's alone, you're assuming it's going to be a pretty quick seder. But, mm-hmm. but, they're, but also the opposite. If a family is together because there's still you know single children around, etc., it is possible because of all the 
late um, wake-ups the next morning as opposed to waking up early to go to school, etc., it's possible that they'll sit longer at the Seder than usual because, like you just said, we got nowhere to go. <laughs> That's a good point. And there's so many resources that are out there today that always are out there, but especially nowadays um, that people can print out ahead of right. time and see and read and take the time to do it. And, 100%. Uh, yeah, so it, it may take – I don't know if the second night will be the same. <laughs> and by the way, it's funny you say that because I was arguing that because a lot of people are going to be resting on Thursday afternoon, and it's a very long day, obviously, that it's possible again that people the second night will say, what's our rush? We may just sit and – you know, again, it may be a long Shulchan Aruch. It may not be along other parts yeah. of the Seder, but it's possible people will just sit again with the nowhere to go. So it's funny. This is – and this is probably the only year – since, I guess, 1920, right? I guess Pesach 1920, they had a similar problem. Right. The president keeps saying Spanish flu was in 1917. It was January of 1918 through December of 1920. And the plateau, I don't know who mentioned this yesterday. I think it was the Governor Cuomo. The plateau yeah. in New York lasted six months. Yeah. So yeah. imagine, my gosh, I'll tell you, we, we are so lucky to be in an era where technology and communication at least allows us to do what we need to do to to get this done properly, hopefully, Bezrat Hashem. Right. I mean, it's something we don't know. Hashem has his ways of dealing with things and sending us, uh, yeah. you know, trials and tribulations. But uh, I think afterwards people are going to look back, you know, Monday morning quarterback, as they call it, and uh, and take a look at this whole era, this whole time, and, and see what good can come out of it in terms of how people reacted and how society reacted. Do you, and, think, do you uh, think they had this problem, Pesach uh, 1920? A lot of you people. know, I don't know that many people traveled as far in those days. So people were probably just with their immediate family in the literal immediate area. Yeah, so I, wa- I wonder in those days, I wonder if that year people were less hesitant or felt we had, they had no choice but to invite people who were alone to their Seder. Mm. I wonder. It's difficult. You know, they're just like there are a lot of uh, questions that rabbis are being asked nowadays. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that there was some type of response uh, from back then. It would be interesting if uh, any of the uh, halachic experts that are listened to the show, uh, you know, would be able to yeah. tell you about. Shilas um, and Shuvas from, yeah. from Pesach 1918, 1919, and 1920. I wonder right. if they exist. That's a great, great point. Wow! Yeah. Uh, what an interesting uh, time we are in. Um, meanwhile, we're in a, we're in an exciting time for your family. Uh, Gabriel, uh, yeah, birthday is around now. Gavriel, can you imagine celebrating a teenager's birthday during this time? I, don't, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I feel terrible. You'd th- you'd think at least he'd get a good Cholamoy trip out of it, you know. <laughs> Yeah, by the way, by the way, quite honestly, if one more person says to me, I'm going out on my deck as my fellow boy trip. <laughs> at least you have a place You have a place for a trip, at least. <laughs> right. That's still. Um, um, Matis, how badly are you missing the baseball season? I can only imagine it's killing you that you can't, that you can't sit down at night and, 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 and kick up your feet and watch Major League Baseball. It must be killing you at this point. Wait, I'm sorry. You mean you mean opening day would have been already? <laughs> No, you know, you know me. You know me with sports. I'm not, I'm not very knowledgeable, but I enjoy watching certain types of games. I enjoy a good football game. It doesn't matter which which team. It's right. a good game. I enjoy a baseball game. Right. Oh, you do enjoy uh, so I baseball. Do enjoy that. And I as a pastime, that. you know, missing it. 
Uh, you know what I think? I thought should be done, and I haven't looked at the channels really, but I would think that maybe um, on some of the sports networks they would be playing a set number of games, like not repeating an entire season, but pick games from each season and different teams and play them every day. Yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of networks are playing like classic games and stuff like that. Okay, see, yeah. that shows you how much, you know. No, meaning, meaning they're doing it as classics. They're not doing it in order or, you know, as you just described, but they're doing okay. it you know, a little differently. But, right. yeah, that's one of the uh, – that's one of the and, – and it's funny, as a sports fan, I, I sometimes find myself getting into those games, which is ridiculous as they took place 10 years ago. But right. Right. <laughs> especially, especially if it seems like one team is winning and, and you know already right. that they lost. Exactly. Oh, it's so funny, I'll tell you. Uh, anyway, uh, guess what? 7 a.m. Sunday morning, you'll be hearing from me. I will be uh, reminding the public through Facebook and likely on our uh, on our NSN app that uh, you are up and ready to go, and we look forward to uh, hearing from you on Holomoy. Yes, thank you. Same here. Maybe you'll join me on the air on Sunday. I would love to do that, and I would love, I'd love to join you on the air Sunday just to review the three-day update, just to yeah, see, if, exactly. see if any of our analysis and predictions came true, you know? Right. Right. We we could well, we could do the old classic, Matis. I could ask you what time you finish a seder, and you'll say, uh, for example, eleven thirty, and I'll say, oh, we were eleven thirty-five. You know, like, yeah. we, I could pull I could pull that routine on you if you want. Right, right. <laughs> I I would. I know you have reminded people of this, and so so many of your guests. I'll repeat it again that even in this time that we are by ourselves, there are people that are totally alone. Yep. And somehow uh, one should check up on those people, especially the elderly. To make sure that they're okay, and uh, I'm I'm no rogue, but there have been rabbinic uh, uh, statements as to uh, the importance of checking up on a on a person who's especially elderly or has issues um, on Yom Tov and how to do it. I leave that up to the rabbinic figures, but it's extremely extremely important. Uh, it's and, a great uh, point. It's a great point, and whether it means speaking to a rabbi about doing it differently, at the minimum, if you're able to, you know, send someone to literally stand outside the door and scream, "Is everything okay?" Uh, right. You know, start at that point, but obviously, if it uh, if 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 you feel it has to be more, much more direct and serious than that, then seriously uh, discuss it with a rabbi. And I wanted to point out, as I've said before, that this year, um, you mentioned people who are alone. This year, you know, it's one thing when people who are normally alone have a three day untif. You know how it is; it starts and you drift into right. you drift into it, and by the time day two comes, especially on Pesach, which you know you have stuff to do, shul to go to, and 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 starum to have, etc. As you know, as it usually goes by relatively quickly, uh, and then you know, and you rest up on Shabbos. But this year, people who are starting a three-day of alone, without shul, without companionship, have also been doing this for the last three weeks. So they're not even entering Pesach as if it's a little oasis. They're just doing what they've been doing, like all of us have, for the last three weeks. So have that added rachmanus, have that added mercy on them, and sympathy for them as you check on them today, and hopefully are able to uh, to check on them, you know, over the next three days. Right, because I've spoken with people, as you have, and there, there are people who are totally shut in because of this yep. and are afraid to go outside, and I, I understand and respect that. But it does have, and again, I'm not a rabbi or a doctor, but it does have an effect on, on the psyche to sure. be in the four walls and— um, you know, not have that ex- exposure to other people. It's, uh, so, very check, so check up everybody on people yeah. and check with your rabbi if you think that you need to do something that might be uh, that might be questionable. Right. Um, now, of course, our Israeli listeners right now are going, 
shooting at this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? I actually I actually mentioned to a relative in Israel yesterday that we have a three day out there, and 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 they they like paused for a few seconds, like what? And I, oh my gosh, I never thought of that. Yeah, we thought we had it bad here with yeah. two, with two out of three days being completely secluded. Right. And, and now, uh, of course, uh, here in the United States or outside of Israel, it's a 73-hour ordeal. Yeah. Anyway. Well, this too shall pass. This too shall pass is right. And next year, hopefully, we'll be with everybody we want to be with. Yes. I and will. you know what? I'll even make a commitment that if <laughs> if things go well, this if things go well, we're able to get together next year. I'll even get together with people I don't want to get together with. How do you like that? <laughs> I'm re- I'm ready to go out on a limb there, Matis. <laughs> oh, oh, how nice! <laughs> but I, I mean, again, I'm sure you've heard the same joke about people saying that uh, this year, unfortunately, I won't be able to get together with my relatives. Well, I guess there is a benefit to coronavirus. <laughs> Someone also pointed out you'll like this because you like the stats. Someone also pointed yeah. out the most. Pesach Sturm in the history of the world. This is the year with the most Sturm yes. in the history of the world, which I thought was pretty cool. Yes. And as Rabbi Goldwasser said, the biggest theme to start off the uh, right. Yom Tov in the world, which is amazing because when you think about the um, uh, the number of, uh, of Siyumim and the, num- the amount of learning that's taken place through that's right. Zoom, it's, again, it's not the ideal. Uh, it, it's changed. Uh, lot, more people have been able to learn and have been able to take the opportunity no question uh, about because it. of that. So, uh, you know, it's very interesting. It's a bit of a reset, mostly. Hey, we'll you know what, what happened? You know what year we started doing a seum on Jam and the Ant? Oh, you're asking me something I should know because it should have been a milestone, but I would want to say the fifth year. Uh, no. No. I mean, well, no, not the fifth year. We started. Rabbi Goldwasser was on since. Yeah, but we started. Beginning. We started doing this, and I, I think I am right with what I'm about to say. I mean, I've, I've, yeah. I've thought about. It. I don't know for sure, but I think the year we started doing it was 1993. Okay. So, like the tenth year, I guess we'd say of J M N. Okay, I'll yeah. go with that because I'm. I was trying to think what prompted it. If and, it was something, and I, don't and I will tell you off the air. Yeah. Okay. If, if you hold on. Okay. Matijao, to so you, you and the family. Uh, you want to say something? I'm sorry. No, I was about to say the same thing uh, to you, wishing you and your family a chakosh of And stay uh, healthy, Matis. That's an order. You too. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to try my best. I'll tell you one thing. My kids are trying their best to make sure I stay healthy, Baruch Hashem. Yeah. And yeah. the best to you and the entire family, and uh, and we should share smachot at all times. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> Tadarban. Speak to you Sunday. Can't wait. Can't wait to speak to Matis on Sunday. We're literally going to review. I'm not kidding around. I'm going to call him in the 7 o'clock hour. And we're literally going to just review what the three days were like. I have to I have to keep a list in my mind over the three days of all the little anecdotes that I want to tell them. And we'll do that Sunday morning, please God. And then Monday I'll be live here from the New York studios, please God. Um, you know what's funny? I was criticized more than once over the last 35 years uh, that when I when I say that something will happen or see you Monday or whatever, that I don't say Ezra Hashem or please God, and I've been doing that a lot more. Every time I mention that, that we'll be back in this studio, it's please God because uh, God forbid we know that uh, how quickly this virus can strike. But yes, please God, Monday and Tuesday, Monday six to nine, Tuesday six to nine, and then on Isruchag for Chutzlaretz on Friday six to nine.